Welcome back to Make It So, everybody. This is episode four of the podcast. Uh, I'm Charlie Plain, and with me today again, as always, is Mr. Neil Timmons. Good afternoon. I'm fantastic. How are you, Charlie? Doing well. The results from the last challenge are in, and it looks like the Bajorans have extended their streak to 2-0, and while the Klingons narrow victory over the Romulans to go 1-1 one and one on that side. I, I think the Bajoran victory over the Cardassian was pretty easy to predict. I'm really happy to see that the Klingons and the Romulans came down to basically a coin flip. It was pretty much 2.56 to 2.44. That's about as close as it gets right there. Yeah, it was very close. I, I had to sort of twist some judges' arms to make a decision. A couple of the judges wanted to call it a tie. It was that close. Unfortunately, we don't have a way to deal with the tie. We had to make a decision and ended up being 3-2 to two for the Klingons. Well, they did make it a tie. The, the judges made it 2-2. Two and two. We had to go to the public vote. But both those teams had a really good showing. And unfortunately, one team does have to lose, but both of them should put their heart and soul into the cards that they, that they put forth. So we'll see what they do this week. The Cardassians and the Romulans have each had to say goodbye to one of their members, but the rest of them have to face the next challenge. And so we're going to bring you challenge number three today. Well, we've decided to call it The Key is the Word. Does that give you a clue? The key is the word? That sounds like you're talking about keywords. Actually, we are. Here is the third challenge for you. Create six events, each of which references or works with an existing keyword that your team feels is underused. You must select at least three different existing keywords. So you must select at least three different keywords, so you could in theory choose all six keywords? Yes. Or you choose six keywords for all six cards? No. You need to work with at least three different keywords. So across the six cards that each team is going to make, you have to reference three different keywords. So you could make sure. two for each keyword, or you could make four for one and one for each of the others. I imagine most teams will make two for each of three keywords, or they'll do six different keywords. Sure. That's what I mean is you could, you could do one event per keyword for six events. Yeah, and that that might separate keywords. That might actually be a good idea if you can't decide what keywords you want to work on. Can we add multiple keywords to the two individual events? Well, you could, but I don't necessarily think that you should. I mean, like the engagement and the combat cards generally have a couple of keywords on them, depending on what each one of them does. Is that a recommended procedure, or is that something you want to shy people away from? Let me be clear, we're not talking about just creating events that have keywords on them, although you certainly can do that if the keyword is appropriate. This challenge is really about using keywords as what's called a handle. In this case, a handle is something that you use to grab onto a group of cards or reference a group of cards uh, together. So For, we're talking the difference between an engagement card and an example card like anything or anyone, where the engagement card would have... Uh, a keyword printed on it, while anything or anyone just says place a personnel with a specific keyword on this event. True. That that's a that's a pretty good example. Now your card might have a keyword on it. You know, you may choose to make a maneuver card that in some way interacts with maneuvers. Personally, I don't think the maneuver card is underused and wouldn't choose it as one of my keywords. But if you did you could make a card that was a maneuver that interacted with maneuvers, too. You could also make a, a regular event that interacted with maneuvers in some other way. Excellent. This is a fantastic challenge. So to be clear, we're asking the teams to make 
no more and no less than six cards. Yes. Each of the cards must reference a keyword in some way, specifically keywords in the game that are underused, and they must use at the least three keywords. Correct. Now, there are some keywords that might naturally appear together. As you mentioned earlier, assault Certainly. and maneuver sometimes can appear together. Often appear together. Yes. Thief and crime can relate to one another. Very well. Prophet and Pareth might relate together, depending Ooh, on what you're doing. Generally not on the same card. Usually not. I, there, there's one card out there that does have both there, on it. There but, is. But I hear the Prophets and the Pareth don't like each other. Not usually. So it have to be a very, very special instance where those two card, where those two keywords would appear on the same card. Now, I'm not advocating that teams go out and try to shoehorn two keywords onto a card. I really don't think, in most circumstances, you're going to want to do that. You're going to want to find a keyword that's underused, demonstrate that you understand how that keyword should be used, or demonstrate that you're aware enough of the game to know how that keyword could be used and isn't being used, and then create a card that uses it in the proper way. Do you understand my meaning, Captain? We are back. All right, Neil, if you were a contestant in this challenge, what keywords might you be looking at? Off the top of your head, what, what three keywords do you think are underused in second edition today? Off the top of my head, the first one that comes to mind is Pursuit. I think the whole Pursuit card stuff in the game is, is a whole lot of fun. But not a lot of people do it, and you don't really see much of it. It would be neat to bring those back uh, and maybe make it a viable strategy. Well, there was a lot of Pursuit stuff in Captain's Log, if you remember, but like you said, a lot of people don't use it. Do you, do you think that's just because it, it wasn't useful, or people just haven't figured out how to use it yet? I think it's a little bit of both. The cards, the Pursuit cards that I see aren't really super powerful, and they're generally kind of hard to use. So, because some cards are hard to use, but they have their high risk, high reward. So you get a you get a big bonus out of them, but some cards are difficult to use and you might not get much of a bonus out of it. So there's not much to be, there's not much to be gained. But there are some of the pursuit cards that when you get them to work right, they're a whole lot of fun. I think also the temporal keyword is a little bit underused. It appears on a lot of cards, but there's not a there's not a whole lot of temporal stuff unless you're using some some of the very specific affiliations that deal with temporal cards. Um, tampering with time is probably the most famous temporal card, but certainly not the only one. Certainly, pulling off the top of my head, probably a third one would be punishment. Punishment, really. There's not a lot of capture cards unless you're a Cardassian. So unless you're a Cardassian, there's virtually no punishment cards. It's really hard to punish people if you can't really get much for captives unless you're Cardassian. So I guess there's a bunch of punishment cards as long as you're willing to rock Cardassian Prime. If you're outside of Cardassians, there's there's really nothing. Well, I I almost think that's by design. I mean, punishment and capture are two keywords that are that are closely related. But there's there's there are other factions that can do capturing, even if they even if that's not their primary. Uh, uh, focus, and then of course there's many dilemmas that 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 do capture just fine that you can put in with with any affiliation. If you if there were some general punishment cards, it would it would 
add some emphasis to be able to put some capture cards into your dilemma pile because you might end up with a captive. And if you had, if you could, if you could m maybe end up with a captive, then throwing some generic punishment cards around, you could, you could actually do something with that captive as opposed to just stick them in your brig and hope your opponent doesn't has another copy that he can't play. So Charlie, if you were to choose three keywords that you think are underused, if you were in this competition, what would you choose? My first and early decks were Bajoran, and I have a lot of love for the Bajorans. I think they're fun to play. So my number one would probably be Bajoran Resistance. Resistance, yeah. It, there's a lot of Bajoran Resistance people. There's a handful of cards that use it, but there's no real unifying theme there. So I would love to see somebody come up with a card that you know enabled the Bajoran Resistance deck or did something cool with Bajoran Resistance. Another one that I would like to see developed more would be the Thief keyword. We have a lot of thieves now. Now that we've added the Ferengi thieves from Allegiance, there are a lot of thieves in the game and not a whole lot to do. So I, actually, I don't think it's thief that I'm really thinking that I'd like to see develop more. It's really crime. Probably crime, yeah. I was going to say, there's the, the crime card is pretty neat where you can make all your people, your personnel attributes plus two. Yeah, pickpocket. And when you, when you use that with the gatherer's card, you can at least view the top card of an opponent's deck before you choose to pick their pocket. That's true. Other than just stealing some wallets, there's not much for crime. And if I had to pick a third one, I'm going to pick one that's also very near and dear to me, and I'm going to pick Persistent, which is one of our Dilemma keywords. I don't know if you know this, Neil, but I actually designed the Persistent mechanic. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, Brad... Brad gave me the opportunity to work on some cards right around the time Inamir, Darkly, and What You Leave Behind was being developed, and he let me pitch some Dilemma mechanics, and I, I pitched three or four different ideas, and they were pretty, eh, but he really liked Persistent, and we turned it into a whole cycle, and I think they're underrated. I don't think people use them because they sort of undervalue them. In the right situation, they're very, very useful. I have a Persistent Dilemma pile that I use with some of my decks that are more event heavy, and they can really, really reckon a way team. Not not murdering like tragic turn, but they can stopping consistently. Yeah, I can stop you every time. You know, three or four right. times in a mission with it, and that's pretty cool. As a personal point, I would like to see somebody work with the persistent mechanic, but I don't necessarily think that it's underused. I just think people don't play with it. I have a seventh to add to our list of six that we've constructed. Oh yeah, what's that? Host. Ooh. Yeah, there's a keyword. Haven't played with host too much since Rite of Emergence, have we? Well, that's because there's only a couple of hosts in the game, and there's only one card that references host. Well, you can what? You can get four, right? You can get Jadzia or Ezri. You right. can get um, what's the Lenara Khan? Yeah. Kurzan Odo and Kira Nerys. That's it. So you can get four into play. But there's only one uh, interrupt that references host, so that is most definitely an underused keyword. The challenge is about keywords, but it's also about events, because you have to create events. So no equipment, no dilemmas, no interrupts, no personnel, and no ships. So just events. And no missions. Referencing keywords. Yeah. Now, you could easily make all sorts of all those different card types that reference keywords. You could make a personnel that works well with other hosts, for example, or you can make a personnel that gets a bonus for each pursuit cards, but we're focusing on events here as much as we're focusing on keywords, so make sure you're making events, make sure you're taking the time to 
look at other events, to look at the costs of other events, make sure that your events fit on the templates. Walls of text are very easy to write on events. You need to be very careful that you're not writing walls of text. What's a wall of text? It's a card that is exceedingly long. Because of the way timing in second edition is, sometimes you have to do that, but it's not really something that you want to do. I'm going to give you a perfect example of an excellent event. It has exactly two lines of game text on it. Do you know what I'm thinking of? I'm probably thinking about what cost. That's exactly right. Two lines of game text, and it's one of the most fundamental cards in most high-level decks. It is a very powerful card. The mechanic on at what cost is basically shuffling resources while, where you're taking points and turning them into counters. And there's only one card that lets you turn counters into points, but it is also a shuffling card. Those types of resource shuffling cards are, are usually pretty simple to make. Do we want to focus on simple events that do such things, or do we want to focus on uh, complicated events like lying in wait? I don't think that they should worry about making it simple or making it complex. They want to make sure that it meets the challenge. They want to make sure that it manipulates keywords, that it makes a keyword better or gives you a bonus for using a keyword or punishes an opponent for using a keyword or not using a keyword, you know, whether you're going carrot or stick here. It needs to be all about the keywords. My whole point about this is you don't have to write six lines of game text to make it a good card. More words doesn't equal more powerful. The card shouldn't be good because it has a bunch of words on it. The card should be good because it's good. The words make the card clear, make the card understandable. Certainly. So if you need five lines of game text to clearly explain what's going on and how you can use the card, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you need seven lines of game text to do that, again, there's nothing wrong with it. But you don't want to have seven lines of game text on there poorly formatted with three different things going on and the keywords just kind of shoehorned in there because you had to. Let's talk about affiliation for a second. Are, are we putting any affiliation limitation or uh, bonus on any of these cards? I don't or think so. Not not for this challenge. It's it's wide open. They can make anything exactly. they want. They can make affiliation-specific cards. They can make generic cards. As long as it deals with keywords, specifically underused keywords that exist in the game. That's very important. We're not creating new keywords. Well, that's all we have for this week. Congratulations again to the Bajorns and the Klingons for winning Challenge 2. We're really excited to see the entries of Challenge 3 and see what the teams come up with. Best of luck to all of our teams. If you'd like to see the text of the challenge as well as the results from all of the previous challenges, don't forget to head over to trekcc.org slash makeitso for all of the current standings. For Neil Timmons, my name's Charlie Plain, and in the immortal words of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, make it so. Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. For more information, visit www.creativecommons.org. Some of the music in today's podcast is brought to you podsafe free from Mevio's Music Alley. For more information, visit www.musicalley.com. Make it so. 
The search for the next assistant game designer is brought to you by the Continuing Committee, home of the first and second edition Star Trek CCG. For more information, please visit www.treckcc.org, www.trekcc.org.